there are few gospel passages more applicable, as I always say, God just arranges this so beautifully. There are few passages more applicable to what is happening in the world today than this one. What is our Lord saying? He's saying the world hates the truth. The world hates it. I am the truth. The world hated me. The world will hate you if you speak the truth. If you've seen some of the letters I've gotten, you would know that we receive that same hate. Now, it's not a lot. It's a very vast minority, and that's okay. But this is the message of the gospel. Now, the message of the gospel, as Jesus said, that they will come. In fact, Aaron read in the first reading, there will be wolves among the sheep. Now, in order to defend that, we have great saints like St. Justin Martyr. St. Justin Martyr today, as his name implies, gave his life for the church. He did. And this is important. You know, there's a big misunderstanding in the church between love and hate. What is love is called hate. Remember, Jesus said, and made it very clear to us, that there will come a time at the end when what is good will be called bad and what is bad will be called good. We see this church teaching, which is good, is called bad now, evil, bigotry, hatred. And what is bad, things like abortion, is called good. It's a woman's right. The same is applicable to the month of June. June is labeled Pride Month. Now, in a way, this is appropriate, because what is pride? Pride is following your own law and not God's law. We should not be glorifying this. It's really breaking the first commandment. This is why pride is the king's sin. Many people accuse the church of being full of hate because it does not support the pride movement. Well, the important thing to understand is the church can't. And that is because it goes against the very essence of the teaching of the gospels and church teaching of 2000 years. What we really need to do in June is remind everybody what the real celebration of June is. June is the month of the Sacred Heart. And the Sacred Heart devotion is about us making reparation for the sins and ingratitude of mankind. None bigger, I believe, than us redefining what God has given us in marriage. I think none bigger than us defining a life as expendable and a choice. As God gives life, who are we to say we can take it away? So we need to make reparation to the sacred heart of Jesus for these types of misunderstandings. This is the true meaning of June, the sacred heart. That is what we Catholics must celebrate, not a pride that goes against God's law and church teaching. You know, why? Why do we want to do this? The meaning of the sacred heart is love. Well, Father, that's not love, that's hate. No, it really isn't. 
What is the definition of love? The very definition of love is willing the good of the other. And if you really love someone, you will their ultimate good, which is eternal salvation. Way more important than whether or not they get COVID or whether or not they get a promotion or whether or not that they're recognized as being an active member in the pride movement. None of this is important in a temporal sense. It's all temporal. It's just a drop compared to the reality of eternity. What matters if you love someone is their eternal salvation above all else, above their feelings, above their emotions. What matters the most is the eternal salvation of their soul. And if you truly love someone, that comes first. Now, that doesn't give us license to humiliate someone or discredit someone or disgrace someone or mock someone. That's horrible. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about, in love, educating and teaching why the church supports what it does regarding marriage and sexuality. You know, true love, true love, what is it? The Greeks told us the greatest form of love is agape, really mercy. Mercy is the greatest form of love because what is agape? Agape is giving yourself completely for the other person. Agape love is the highest form, and when it takes action, it becomes mercy. Agape love is, is that love of self-giving, completely giving yourself to another. It has nothing to do with sexuality. Love is not defined by where you put your genitals. Love is defined by what you are willing to do for the other, to give to the other. And if I truly love you, I'm willing to sacrifice and give myself for your salvation. And that may include hurting your feelings if I see you going down the wrong path and you not worrying about my feelings if you see me going down my wrong, uh, wrong path. I've been corrected many times by my brothers, by my employees. And sometimes, you know, I, I'm stubborn and I, I naturally react defensively most of the time. But then when I stop and think about it, I'm like, you're right. You're right. I was impatient. I did say something stupid. That's true love that somebody had the courage to tell me. And so do we have the courage to lead our loved ones to the ultimate truth? And the highest love is agape love. Now, what's interesting is then after that, the next level down is we have filial love. That's like a brotherly love, the love between maybe a father and a son. So yes, agape love, filial love, that could be between two men. That could be between two women. And so don't let anybody tell us, the church is telling us that two men can't love each other. Two women can't love each other. I don't want to be any part of a church who teaches that. That is not what our church teaches. Our, teach, teach, our church teaches two men can love each other in agape love. Two women can love each other in filial love, like a mother and a daughter, two sisters. It's not what we're talking about. It is only in the lowest level of love that we see the sexuality, and that's called eros. That's where the word erotic comes from. And in this eros love, it's romance. This is between two lovers. It's interesting because here, <clears throat> they also too can have 
filial love or agape love, a husband and a wife, of course. But that romance, that eros, that love that is brought together into the union of two people, of a man and a woman, is defined in the Bible as our very basis of our thought and teaching on this matter. This is the third and lowest kind of love. And I don't mean lowest meaning any are inferior or not significant, but it's again because love is not defined by we put where we put our genitals. You as a person is not defined by where you put your genitals. People are not defined that way, but society tells us we are. You know, companies now and sports teams, schools, colleges are now defining the number of admissions based on their defined sexuality. This is a lie. We just heard in the collect of the reading of St. Justin Martyr, please, Justin Martyr, protect us from errors and deception. Today is the feast day of St. Justin Martyr. Please protect us from error and deception. Now, this doesn't mean that we hate the people. Of course not. We love them. This is what Martin Luther King's message was. Martin Luther King's message was, love me for who I am, not what I am. What I am is a uh, African-American heterosexual or ho a homosexual. Don't define me by that. Define me on who I am as a person. We've completely left and abandoned Martin Luther King's teaching. Don't base your judgment of me on my skin color and yet we have affirmative action. Don't base your judgment upon me on my sexual orientation, yet we have the forced LBGT agenda to hire so many people with this quality, which should not be a factor. It's not hate. It's not hate at all. It's the truth. And that's what Jesus tells us in the gospel here. Father, stop being political, teach on the gospel, okay? Jesus says right here in the gospel that the world will hate me because I bring the truth and the world will hate you because you stand for the truth. This is the truth. You know, I went, I don't shop much at all, but I had to go to Target the other day and I was absolutely shocked at what I saw. I walked into Target and the entire front entrance was nothing but celebration of the gay pride movement. T-shirts for little babies, T-shirts for students, definitely an indoctrination. Here, we don't hate the sinner, we love the sinner, but we can't glorify the sin. That was a pure glorification and encouragement of sin. And there is no hope for a society that glorifies and encourages sin. You know, many Catholic families and even the Catholic Church are now accepting sin. Now, I don't mean the Catholic Church in her teaching, I'm talking about specific clergy, bishops, cardinals. It's a very confusing time right now. Even Catholic families are teaching this to their children. One of our neighbors right here in Stockbridge, 
a foundation right across the street is advertising their big movement to bring your little first through third grade child to come to learn about the beauties of homosexuality. I, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. This is not hate. You know, Satanists have said from the beginning that the goal is to bring down the church and the family because those are the two pillars and bedrock of society. Right now, families are accepting this agenda and the church even has members who are supporting it. We need to pray. Recent appointments of cardinals in our church. I just got wind from a friend that said a bishop in California was appointed to be a cardinal. And I got excited. I thought it was our friend, Bishop Cardi Leone. No, it was quite somebody different. Somebody who has not supported the teachings of the church. It begs a question, what's happening? We need to pray for our church. We have to pray. You know, we need to repent. We need to do the first Fridays. Please join us this Friday night to make reparation for these sins. As Father Father Matteo Crawley said, the family is the source of life, the child's first school. If the source of national life, this source, the family and our schools are poisoned, the nation will perish. So we have a choice. Are we going to remain silent and watch our nation perish? Or are we going to stand up as Jesus says right here in the gospel? What is his words? I consecrate myself for them so that they also may be consecrated in the truth. This is the words of Jesus Christ. And what church teaching is, is the truth. Whether or not we like it or not, if we put aside the teaching of the truth for our own opinion, we are guilty of pride. How ironic that this is called Pride Month. We have to pray. This is something very important. You know, the interesting thing is this is not an attack on the people. We love the people as God loved them. Yes, God loves them and us no matter how broken we are. Am I up here saying, be like me because I'm not that way and you have to follow what I, of course not. If anybody wanted to make a list of my sins and my faults, my gosh, it'd take you volumes. Not claiming that. But the difference is there's only one difference. Is Jesus told St. Faustina, recognize your brokenness recognize that we need to change. I'm broken, you're broken, but the only thing is, do we know that or will we remain in our pride and say, this is a good thing? No, my sins are not a good thing. I remember I went to confession years ago and I confessed a sin that I had struggled with for a while. This is back in my 20s. And the priest said to me, you're a good man. And I'm like, Father, did you just hear my confession? I'm not a good man. He said, yes, you are, because you're here. You recognize that your failures are wrong. Are you going to be perfect? No. But are you trying? 
I said, yes. He said, that's all God looks at. And he said to me something that I'll never forget. He said, the only time you have to start worrying is when you stop coming to the sacraments. That stuck with me forever. That's the message of what Jesus gives us. So I'd like to finish by saying that we love the sinner, but we must hate the sin. We must strive for virtue, which includes self-sacrifice. You know, I've counseled some that have struggled with same-sex attraction, and it's some of the most beautiful moments I've ever had as a priest. I learned so much. I was humbled. It changed my approach. My approach is of love now. At least I try to be. Teaching the truth seems to be not that way, but I try. And I remember one young man said to me, well, Father, I want this. I, 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 I want it. I should be allowed to have it. And I remember saying to him, well, I'm understanding. I am heterosexual. I desire female companionship. But that doesn't mean that I can go out today and act on it. So the church teaching about chastity is not just against homosexuality. It's also heterosexuality outside of marriage. Anything outside of marriage is not of God, whether it be homosexual or heterosexual. So don't think the church is just beating up on one side. I, again, am a man. I desire that female companionship, but that doesn't mean I can act on it. It doesn't mean that I'm free to do whatever I want. So we try to teach this as best we can. And then he said to me, well, God made me this way. Well, not really. There is no evidence of a gay gene. There is no such thing. But God will be with you with the grace to get through it. I never thought in my whole life I could go to bed every night and crawl into a bed alone. If somebody would have said to me at 20 years old, the rest of your life, you're going to be going to bed alone. I would have cried. I would have said, there's no way in this world I can do it. I would have said it is impossible for me to go into that bed alone every night. I need that companionship of a wife. Uh-uh. God has given the grace. And every night I do go to bed alone, I thank him. I thank him. So this is not just about hate. Satan is causing confusion. Satan's second grace tool, greatest tool is the most basic of all human elements that we are male or female is being called into question. You know, the whole situation is one of confusion. And so now we need to clarify only love between married couple can produce the same kind of love that is imitated in the Trinity. 
doesn't mean two men can't love each other, two women can't love each other, and agape love may be the greatest connection. But the church teaches in the form of marriage to stay within those teachings. So what's the answer to this? What is the answer to all this confusion? The Holy Spirit. Do you know what it is right now today? Today we are praying the novena to the Holy Spirit. If you haven't started, please think about it. Between the Ascension and Pentecost, we are praying for the coming of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the only answer to this. Until we are enlightened, until our minds are opened, until we open our heart to receive God's grace and be willing to change, nothing will change. And it begins with the truth. Pray to the Holy Spirit to enlighten you and your loved ones to the truth. Open your minds and your hearts to receive God's grace and let the truth sink in. We are going to be praying at the end of Mass, the Novena to the Holy Spirit. That is his purpose, enlightenment. Many church saints talk about the illumination of conscience that will be coming soon. It is where everybody in the world will see themselves in the light of the truth. You will see even the smallest things that you didn't think were sins are sins. You will see yourself the way God sees you. Now, there's a good and a bad to that. The bad is we will see every little sin we commit and we will be frightened. Saints say some people will be so scared they will die of heart attacks. But the good news is you'll also see how much God loves you. And the illumination of conscience will see ourselves as God sees us. And you know what God sees in you? He sees you just the way you are and he loves you just the way you are. You'll see how much he loves you but you'll also see that he loves you too much to let you stay that way. He's constantly calling us to a higher level of love and virtue. That's the meaning of June. Not Pride Month, but the month of the Sacred Heart. For God is love. And when we sin in our pride, we reject that love but the beauty is, as soon as we say we're sorry, we truly come back, God's love is waiting for us. Whew. Praise be to God <laughs> that we have his love given to us through this church, through the sacraments. Praise be to God now and forever.